Hey, welcome to Lycan Scripture, for your soul's profit and learning. The purpose of Scripture is to persuade people to believe in Jesus Christ, the Lord their Redeemer, consistently act in harmony with that belief, and feel God's influence in their lives. Lycan Scripture encourages these outcomes. It does not discuss every verse, but promotes the practical application of Scripture by looking at possible life integrations. Even if the verses we review are not the same as you would have chosen, modeling this practice may give you additional perspective and food for thought as you strive to emulate the Savior and liken Scriptures relevant to you in your own life. So today we are looking at 1 Nephi chapter 8. This of course is quite a famous chapter in the Book of Mormon, and we often refer to the main content of this chapter as Lehi's Dream. I had read and heard this story so often that I wasn't really expecting to find anything new in this chapter, but as I was reading it, some things did stand out that I wanted to do better at myself. And behold, because of the thing which I have seen, I have reason to rejoice in the Lord because of Nephi, and also of Sam. For I have reason to suppose that they, and also many of their seed, will be saved. But behold, Laman and Lemuel, I fear exceedingly because of you. 1 Nephi chapter 8 verses 3 and 4 So it strikes me that Lehi clearly is concerned for his entire family. We don't hear a lot about his daughters. He doesn't spend a lot of time encouraging them to do better, so we have to assume that they, in fact, are doing well. He does spend a lot of time on some of his family members. And in these particular verses, he sets up the relation, the recounting of his dream, to be something really positive for Nephi and Sam. They'll be looking forward to hearing what their father has to say. And behold, because of the thing which I have seen, I have reason to rejoice in the Lord because of Nephi and also of Sam. The remainder of his audience, however, or the ones that I specifically mentioned, will not be looking forward to hearing the rest of his experience. But behold, Laman and Lamuel, I fear exceedingly because of you. In other words, be prepared to get roasted. And it strikes me that that's not a great way to introduce the topic. Because the people he is actually most wanting to hear what he has to say are Laman and Lemuel. But the way that he introduces it means that Laman and Lemuel are potentially less likely to be paying attention. I am not trying to denigrate Lehi. What I'm trying to do is liken this to myself and say, Hey, do I do this with my children? Do I do this in other situations with callings? Maybe at the start of a talk in church. So how could you have reworded the beginning of this if I was giving this, given this assignment to relate this to my children, to my Sunday school class or primary class? I had a dream or I saw a vision. And I have reason to rejoice in the Lord because of his love for all people. I have reason to believe that his love is available to everybody. I also have reason to believe that he allows us to accept or reject. So 
So have a listen to my experience and see what you could do in your life to have the love of God in your life. Right, that might be a better way of introducing it. Now again, the reason I spend so much time on this is because I recognize that I do what I am picking at Lehi here for doing. Quite often, I focus on the negative with my children, possibly too often. And it came to pass, after my father had spoken all the words of his dream or vision, which were many, he said unto us, Because of these things which he saw in a vision, he exceedingly feared for Laman and Lemuel. Yea, he feared lest they should be cast off from the presence of the Lord. And he did exhort them then with all the feeling of a tender parent, that they would hearken to his words, that perhaps the Lord would be merciful to them, and not cast them off. Yea, my father did preach unto them. And after he had preached unto them, and also prophesied unto them of many things, he bade them to keep the commandments of the Lord, and he did cease speaking unto them. First Nephi chapter 8, verses 36 to 38. Now we have to include these verses. I especially like the start of verse 37, and he did exhort them then with all the feeling of a tender parent that they would hearken to his words, that perhaps the Lord would be merciful to them. Lehi clearly has his heart in the right place. He clearly cares about his children. His worry is driving his narrative, and his narrative may or may not be effective. Now we would assume, because we know a little bit about the story and how Laman and Lemuel in the end kind of fulfill what the dream says they will, they pretty much match it exactly. And that reminds me that even when I think I've not done everything correctly, even though I was trying to do my best, in the end it's up to personal choice. And one person that you talk to will accept whatever it is you have to say and apply it to themselves and say, yeah, there's truth in that, I need to do something about it. And somebody else who you are encouraging about the same thing will take offense that you even mentioned to them that there might be a possibility to improve. So always it involves personal choice, but for me, I can do better. For me, I can do better at being more positive and presenting the gospel message in a more positive way. I have noticed uh, people like Elder Holland, who do that all the time, who take things that could be taken as a negative and present it as a positive message. I would like to do better with that. These verses, assuming that there is any substance behind the way that I am likening them to myself, in other words, I'm essentially saying I'm not sure that Lehi did it right, and I'm not sure that I do it right. These verses also remind me of the introduction to the Book of Mormon. On the title page of the Book of Mormon, there is a description of what's in the book, and towards the end of it, after indicating to us that it's also to the convincing of Jew and Gentile that Jesus is the Christ, the eternal God, manifesting himself into all nations, following that statement there's this one, and now, if there are faults, they are the mistakes of men. Wherefore condemn not the things of God, that you may be found spotless at the judgment seat of Christ. I am choosing to liken this to myself. It's a new way for me of thinking about it. 
So let's assume for a minute that Lehi didn't quite do it right in the situation that we've just been explaining. Let's assume for a moment that it's correct to think that Lehi did not do things in the ideal way in the presentation of his dream to especially Laman and Lemuel. We could then dismiss the entire dream because we start having negative impression of the person who is presenting the dream, who actually had the dream. And now, if there are faults, they are the mistakes of men. Wherefore, condemn not the things of God, that you may be found spotless at the judgment seat of Christ. In other words, if that is a mistake, the way that he introduces it to Laman and Lemuel, don't let that be a hang-up for myself, and kind of dismiss the whole dream because of the way that it was presented, or because of the initial statements before the actual presentation of the dream. Same then, I can apply it to myself when my wife, or my bishop, or my son, or my daughter comes to me and says, in a way that I interpret as being a little unkind or not ideal, that they have something to tell me that could lead to my improvement, because I have done something in a way that wasn't quite right. If I'm so hung up about the way that that information comes to me, I may miss the opportunity to improve myself because the content of the information was actually valid. And I could do that deliberately and sometimes do, and I've noticed one or two other people will do that as well. They'll deliberately focus on the negative someone else has done so that they don't have to focus on the things they themselves have done and could improve. So I'm taking from this chapter that Lehi is definitely a prophet of the Lord that he's a great man, that his heart's in the right place, and that if I think that he said something in a way that was not the ideal way of doing it, then that's kind of my problem. Therefore condemn not the things of God, because if there are faults, they are the mistakes of men, but the message is still from the Lord. And that is a different way for me of thinking of that. I've often felt that this was about the the content of the book, the doctrine in the book. If there are mistakes, they are the mistakes of men. But I wonder if this either also applies or only applies to the actions of the people in the book. People like Captain Moroni, who jumps to conclusions. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, in a later episode of this podcast. But yeah, it made me think about that and made me realize that maybe too often when there are people who would give me a pearl of great price, something that would be really valuable to me, but didn't wrap it properly, didn't put it in a nice suede looking container, I might reject the thing that would be of great value to me because of the container. And in this case, Laman and Lemuel might reject what their father has to say to them because they may take offense at the way that he starts the conversation. So two things for me. One, I need to do better at making sure that if I do have something of worth to present, that I present it in a way that is as agreeable and kind as possible without taking away from the meaning of the message. And secondly, that if someone else has got something meaningful to present to me, that I don't get distracted by the presentation. That I don't get distracted by the fact that they're not good public speakers when they're giving a talk in sacrament meeting. The content is probably really valuable and maybe just what I need, but I'm too busy thinking, and I can't believe they wore that tie. 
He repeats that word over and over again. Oh, that's not grammatically correct. And I'm missing the point. We genuinely hope this podcast provides you both benefit and enjoyment. Remember, it is the application of Scripture currently relevant to you and the focus on Jesus Christ in your own life that are important and that we are trying to encourage. Episodes are usually released Sunday, Tuesday and Thursday, our time. If you click the Follow option, you'll be sure not to miss any episodes. Please be sure to let your friends know about the podcast too. They can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and other providers. We look forward to catching up with you again next time. Until then, may God bless you in your righteous endeavors.